The Folklore Scotland podcast proudly presents Campfire Tales, your fortnightly fireside story. Scott and the White Snake, written and read by Graham Johncock. Before Michael Scott became the legendary Borders wizard cleaved Eildon Hill into three, he was just an ordinary young man who enjoyed walking the old tracks through forests and over hills. One day, he was making a long journey to Edinburgh with two of his friends, and just as he crested a hill, they heard a loud hiss coming from behind him. As they turned, they could see a great white serpent snaking up towards them, clearly ready to attack. Michael's friends were terrified and ran at the sight that he was made of sterner stuff and raised his wooden staff ready. Just as the serpent sprang forward, Michael struck down twice with the staff. Michael's friends were more than relieved to find out that the attacker was left in pieces on the hill and they marched on towards their destination. Before long, it was starting to get dark. The friends spotted a cottage where they hoped he could rest for the night. An old lady answered the door, agreeing to let them stay for a small fee. And so it was that before long, the travellers were retelling their encounter from earlier. You have some strange wildlife around these parts. I've never seen a pure white snake like that before, said Michael. The old lady looked shocked. And what has happened to this white snake you speak of? Well, I left it lying on the hill where I split it into three with my staff, boasted Michael. This is no ordinary beast, my son. The local people thought it had been defeated once before after it was sliced in two. But if the head crawls to the nearest stream, then it'll make itself whole again and hunt you down relentlessly until it's had its revenge. You must retrieve the middle section and bring it back to me here. It's the only way to stop it. Michael's friends wanted nothing to do with it and turned in for the night, so he put on his cloak and he headed out into the cold darkness alone. He trekked back a few miles and eventually made it to the hill where he had faced the snake and true enough, the head had disappeared. He picked up the middle of the snake and ran as fast as he could back to the warmth of the old lady's cottage. She was standing at the door weighing and exclaimed, You have it! You have it! As Michael arrived inside, panting with exhaustion. He was a little confused when she took the serpent's body and dropped it into a pot she prepared over the fireplace. Why would you cook such a thing? asked Michael. It's the only way to destroy it, she replied. And besides, I'm a poor widow. I can't turn down the chance of a free meal. Michael was shivering with cold after this midnight mission and settled in a chair by the fire. The old lady inquired, Do you not prefer a comfortable bed instead of that old chair? It'll take a while to warm up yet. I don't feel sleep coming on while I'm shivering away. Don't worry, I'll watch the pot make sure it doesn't boil over, said Michael. As the woman went off to her bed, she turned and warned Michael. Just let me know when you think the meal's cooked, but leave that pot well alone. As he sat stretching his limbs and feeling the warmth creep back into them, the smell of meat cooking made Michael's stomach growl. He could hear a light snoring coming from behind her host's door, and he decided he'd just dip his finger into the juices to see if it tasted as delicious as it smelled. As soon as the liquid touched his lips, Michael gasped loudly and dropped the lid of the pot on the floor. Suddenly he could feel power he never thought existed running through him. Knowledge of everything that ever had been and ever would be was at his fingertips. Simply by wishing it, 
His hunger had gone and his tired legs were recovered. The old woman ran through as soon as she saw the wonder in Michael's eyes. She knew what had happened. You've tasted the serpent and gained its power, she sighed. Do I not deserve it? Was I not the one who killed the beast? asked Michael. She conceded it was his prize after all, but asked him not to forget that he wouldn't have his powers when they not for her help. Michael became famous around Europe as a renowned wizard, but he would always remember his host from that night. She would never want for anything again, all thanks to the powers of Michael Scott. Thank you for listening to the Folklore Scotland podcast. We'll be back every single week with new folklore content from stories to analysis. So stay tuned. Folklore Scotland is a charity founded to protect and preserve Scottish folklore through taking a multimedia approach to compiling and sharing folktales, telling the tales of the past with the technology of today. If you would like to find out more about our charity, visit folklorescotland.com. And if you're keen to become a voluntary contributor or would like to get in touch, send us an email at info at folklorescotland.com. You can also find all of our social media links and a link to a written version of this week's story in the show notes. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.